brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Jacqueline... How did we say this? I said Sagna. Sagna? And I said Cagna. Cagna? I'm sorry. C-A-G-N-A. You should know that we don't know how to speak, so... But Thank we, you. We appreciate you anyway. Thank okay. you for sponsoring us. We love you. So today we are discussing chapter three of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Burrow. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into every single itty bitty detail. Because let me tell you, this doc is full. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Megan. I just want to um, give a little shout out to somebody on, I think, Twitter. But they mm. were like, I'm so excited for you guys to be on Chamber of Secrets because I'm yes. from like England. I, I think they Ireland, said Ireland. Ireland. And I'm so sick of hearing you say sorcerer stone. We're sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Here in America, <laughs> we don't say that philosopher. <laughs> guys, we should have re-recorded every episode and said philosopher. Oh, jeez. Oh <laughs> or just like inserted philosophers. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> Oh, that would have been great. Oh, my gosh. All right. But no, I saw that today and I forgot to comment back on it. That made me laugh. (laughs) A literal LOL. So (laughs) thank you for that. Um, So now it's time for our weekly profit. Hit us with it. Oh, thank you, Katie. She already had it open. I opened it again. Wow. Um, So this week I wanted to talk to you guys about the history of magic exhibit coming to New York, which we already knew about and we already told everybody, but we have an approximate release date for tickets for New York. Yep. So apparently um, in February sometime, if you're like a part of the organization at the library in New York where it's going to be. Jelly of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
then you'll be able to get tickets like in February sometime, but they're going on sale to the general public in April. So that's a big jump. That's my birth month. Uh, anybody want to get Tiffany some tickets for her birthday? <laughs> Thank you. I did a lot to be born. I just want to thank all the fans. No. <laughs> it took like nine months of work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, I mean, that lines up with Cursed Child coming to New York. So uh, this is at least what I would like to try to do would be to like line up the tickets together. It would be smart. So hopefully we can do a... I would agree with that. Do a double whammy. Yeah. And then you could also swing and see Puffs. If it's dude. Oh, I want to go see Puffs That'd be one cool weekend. It would be. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... That'd be jam-packed. I don't know when I can do anything. I know. I know. know. We were like talking about it and I'm thinking, like, when can I go? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have an infant. (laughs) (laughs) A small human. I don't control my life anymore. (laughs) It's over. I said... (laughs) All about the baby. First family trip to New York to go see History of Magic. Just bring one of those little, like, baby Bajorn things. Baby Bajorn. (laughs) Carry that babe around on ya. Oh, man. And go and see Harry Potter stuff. Stuff. (laughs) I don't know how the baby would do in Cursed Child at that age. Nah. But I could bring my mother-in-law. There you go. She would love it. She would totally watch the baby for you. Exactly. It's a discussion. But we'll figure that out. Yeah. So yeah, tickets go on sale in April. Um, But if I don't go, that doesn't mean the rest of Swish and Flick will not go. Oh, we're going with They're her going. without her. I love you, but they're we are going. going. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would be mad if you didn't go just because of me. That'd be so, ridiculous. So vlogs coming. I know that you can't take pictures or anything inside the exhibit, but we could talk about it. You know what that means though? That means it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, like we saw um way back in Shoot, 2011 or no, maybe even before that. I think it was before we graduated high school. I think it was like 07. Oh, I was going to say 09. I don't know. We're just throwing numbers the, out there. I don't even know what you're getting at. 2000s, <laughs> me and Katie went to Chicago to go and see Harry Potter the Exhibition uh, at its first USA stop. Got you. It has, it, it came to New York for a period of time, like two years ago, and we didn't get to go. Mm-hmm. I wanted to because there was new stuff that we hadn't seen. Yeah, like, there was stuff I really wanted they add, to see. So, like, as too. it goes, when it was out, there were still movies that were coming out. Mm. So, like, later on, they added more props from right. later films. Yeah, right. they added some Remus costumes to the yeah. New York one, and I didn't get to see them. Yeah. Right. So, um, okay, when that I'll, comes I'll back survive. again. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, we couldn't take pictures in the exhibition either, and that was amazing it's pretty stingy you can take pictures inside levston studios though so pretty mm. excited for that this mm-hmm. is gonna be a harry potter year kate it is what, what year We're going is to not this is also year, true but like this is huge i mean like okay you have a lot going on full year doing swish and flick mm-hmm. true this is gonna be i mean in like three weeks two weeks i think from when this episode will come out we're gonna be going to the celebration of harry potter in florida mm-hmm you know we're going to go to Orlando a couple times between then and October when we're going to England. And we'll see. No, it's happening. <laughs> so much. We have to go, go pick time. some money from the money tree in the backyard. We're oh. going to Orlando. <laughs> Don't tell people about our money tree. <laughs> uh, we're going to England. We're seeing Cursed Child in England. We're seeing Levson Studios. We're like, it's going to be a Harry Potter trip. We're seeing filming locations. That's basically all we're doing the entire time we're in England. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. 
Fantastic Beast comes out. Fantastic Beast comes out. Now this History of Magic thing is going to come to New York. Cursed Child is in New York. It's a big Potter year. It is a big Potter year. I kind of roughly counted all that stuff, and it came to seven. (laughs) 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 Amazing. So, yeah. All right. That so, was uh, sorry. I went on a little rant there, but that's okay. It's all related to the weekly. It's topic. saying oh, so that you guys know. Admission for non-members will be only twenty one dollars. Twenty one is such a weird number. It is, but it's, a, it's, it's a, it, divisible, divisible by, by seven. seven. Did you guys talk about that before no. you got? No, here? <laughs> I just like I don't know why, but like when I was learning times tables, like I I picked up sevens first for some reason. I don't know why because it was like my favorite number. I guess. Oh, I think this bell's broken. Yeah, I think it's the bell ringer <laughs> that's broken. But I like always just remember my sevens. I can count by sevens like better than any number I'm without even thinking about it. I don't know why it's weird. You're Maybe magical. it's because you're a witch. Maybe. Yep. So twenty one bucks, sixteen dollars for teachers, Tiffany. What a deal! <laughs> and what seniors, deal. and only thirteen dollars for students. Six bucks for kids. That's awesome. That is children awesome. under you four get in for free. Oh, what a cool field trip that would be if oh, you live yeah. there, dude. That's totally within the <sighs> Those range. Those New for Yorkers kids to go get all the good trip. stuff. Dude, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. I do like the museum. I do feel though, so. a little bad for the West Coast, though. Yeah, there's like nothing out there. Nothing uh, ever goes there. Disneyland. <laughs> It's not Disney World. <laughs> Disneyland's OG, though. Walt touched Disneyland. He didn't really get to touch Disney World that much, unfortunately. Mm. I mean, a little, but not a lot. Good old Walt. Walt. Yeah, I also do kind of feel bad because, like, while the West Coast has the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, they don't it's nowhere have, near yeah. as cool as Orlando's Wizarding World. Yeah. They don't have Diagon Alley, which yeah. is, like, the best part. Dude. So. Dude. Diagon so good i know <laughs> it's just so good i cannot wait to be there and shout out to the brookhart project you guys better have your passes by the time we're down there so that mm-hmm. we can take you mm-hmm. around the do wizarding it. world of harry potter do it so now on to this long <laughs> chapter oops <gasps> long butt chapter all right so we have to do the r- 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 recap wait wouldn't it be a long bottom chapter oh <laughs> This chapter is really long, though. <laughs> but it well, wasn't. Actually, it wasn't. The next yeah. chapter is longer. The next chapter is longer. But oh, well. all, all right. right. Let's recap this. Recap. So we met Dobby, which when I typed this in the doc, it kept making it Bobby, and that made me laugh. <laughs> anyway, Bobby, Dobby, not yet a free elf, came to warn Harry of a terrible plot that was going to be taking place at Hogwarts this year and told him to not go back to school. Of course, Harry would never say he wouldn't go back. So while the Dursleys are having their dinner party, Dobby ruins it by smashing and putting his pudding all over the floor and left Harry to take the blame. And again, I want to say, Harry, just say you're not going back. He can't. Yes, he can. I literally cannot say those words. Mm -mm, He would hurt him too much. No, he could do it. It would split his soul into seven. (sighs) Seven pieces. (laughs) So he gets shut up in his bedroom and he gets bars on his window. But this okay, chapter... Like, that's child abuse. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, what, what, what part of the Dursley household isn't child abuse? He's getting fed through a cat flap. <laughs> Poor child. That's abuse. Being cold soup. Cold soup and giving it to Hedwig. Jeez. 
All right, so this chapter, The Burrow. So Ron, Fred, and George come to save the day with a flying car. Harry is broken out of his bedroom and escapes the Dursleys. He explains all about Dobby and wonders if he was foolish to have taken the whole thing seriously. He gets his first look at a wizarding home, and after a very angry Molly Weasley goes on a rampage at her son's, we meet Mr. Weasley for the first time. What up, Arthur? 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 All right. So, within the next couple of chapters, we have the escape from dot, dot, dot. So, (laughs) there's a lot of escaping in this book. Um, so we start our chapter with who's looking through that glass? Well, hello, Mr. Ronald Weasley. Um, and I love that they're just like parked in the sky in the Fort Anglia and Fred and George are there too. And so Ron, like right away, he's like, why haven't you been answering my letters? Like Mm -hmm. I've asked you to stay about 12 times. 12. There are so many colors and numbers in these chapters. Repeating ones too, like colors, okay, but like so many repetitive numbers. Really though, so we're gonna be we're gonna be digging all those. Yeah, like a lot this chapter. Yeah, I'll so be on my game. Um, Arthur knows about the magic that was done at the house, um, and so Ron scolds Harry about it, and Harry's like trying to explain real quick like through this window and ron tells him to quote stop gibbering <laughs> i was just like i don't ever remember reading that before and i was like oh my god ron like my note right here like in the chapters i was reading it was ron scolds harry it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> well he's like his wizarding world teacher like we said right. before like a million times and so he's like do you what are you doing? You know you can't use magic. And Harry's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so Fred and George start to free him. And during this time, I noted that Hedwig realizes how important it is for her to remain quiet. Mm-hmm. That's and a I just smart th- bird. I just think that's so cool. Like, she, she can't be, like, just a bird. Like, these magical owls are not just owls. I, They're yeah. not muggle owls. Like... Like, we've talked about it before, right? Like, they, I mean, I guess we came to the conclusion that they probably don't really have protection on them, but, Mm -hmm. you know, how they, like, can brave all the elements, and there's just something about them that is a little different. Yeah, and she has personality, she has feelings and emotions. When she's mad, she'll nip him. Mm -hmm. You know, when she's She's happy. She is. (gasps) Hedwig is, oh my god. She is sassy Harry Harry. in bird form. (laughs) (laughs) But truthfully... If I'm hungry, I will nip people as well. Right. <laughs> I get. <laughs> is that not? I get. Is that not true? It's true. Okay. I get quote <laughs> hangry. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I turn into like the Hulk. Yeah. She does. Yeah. And that's why we should just tell them what we're gonna do down here. So we're in my uh, my basement. Uh, took over. I don't know. What do you say? It's like a third of my husband's man cave. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Th- Thanks, Marty. <laughs> and I was like, now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, I have to like snack all the time. I'm not so much <laughs> sick anymore, but I love. But me she some was. Snacks. I was really sick. I was like, we should get a snack box down here. <laughs> I'm like, we're getting chips and goldfish crackers. She sent us like exclamation points, like bring some snacks over. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just get really excited about snacks. Sorry, sorry, I'm not sorry. Not judging. All right. Uh, back to this chapter, you know, Harry, Harry and the Potters here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hedwig's quiet and 
they use the car to pull the bars off the window. And how epic and important is it that Arthur taught his children to be curious and appreciate muggle things? Because now they use a regular hairpin or a pin of Bobby, if you will, (laughs) to pick the lock on the door to Harry's bedroom. And I wrote in parentheses, muggle tricks are appreciated. None of this would have ever happened had Fred and George not known how to use these muggle tricks or whatever, Mm -hmm. or like appreciate. I wrote in my, um, I don't know if it was in this chapter, if it was another time, I think it may have been at the borough, but it fits here too. I had wrote in my notes, I was like, it's funny that like, kids of the wizarding world kind of have to live like muggles even though they don't really associate it with that right but I mean like they can't just cast a spell and unlock a door you know they have to figure out the muggle way of doing it aka picking a lock yeah and it's just um it's funny how like they seem so oblivious to muggles but Mm -hmm. like they kind of live that way for the first 17 years of their mm-hmm. life. They can reap the benefits of magic done by others, but they themselves are essentially muggles. Essentially unless, muggles yeah. unless they perform that kind of magic, you know, right. without realizing it. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much Lily controlled it. See, I feel like I um, mostly kids yeah. will... Can you hold this for a little bit? Mostly kids will... Um, it'll just kind of like happen and it's not something that is controlled at all. Like I think that what they showed in the movies and I think that they showed that in the books too. Yeah. Um, of Lily, like really being able to control it. Like she would fly the off the swings. Yeah. Yes. And like control herself to come down or, yeah. or make a flower appear in her hand or whatever. Yeah. Lily, Lily flying off the swing. Voldemort. Hello. Flying without aid. <laughs> New theory, Lily is Voldemort. <laughs> JK, um, people are going to be like, why would you compare those two? <laughs> yeah, why would you? I'm sorry, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, I think that that kind of magic, it's very rare for them to be able to control it, I would think. I think it's more so like emotional. It happens whenever they're very angry or when they're scared or upset or something like that. Like or maybe Neville. feeling like full of joy like Lily right. was on the swing. Yeah, or like Neville whenever he gets pushed out of a window finally he's like oh magic i can bounce you know so it's like he was scared that he was gonna die so well he's gonna fix it even though he's underage but i wonder if like something like that were to happen i mean i guess it would because just thinking ahead to um prisoner of azkaban that happens with harry with Aunt Marge, and yeah. he should have gotten a warning from the ministry. That's like some underage magic like, stuff because he he couldn't control that. Yeah. It just kind of happened. He didn't even have his wand, right? So I think it's kind of unfair at times, yeah, for them to be penalized for that. Yeah, but that's for another episode. That's for our Ministry of Magic episode. Yeah, <laughs> that we've never talked about, but we'll have. Yeah. All right. Maybe what. Maybe, because I have this theory. Mm. I mean, I'm probably wrong because, like, it would be a huge announcement. But I'm hoping that at the celebration of Harry Potter, they're going to announce the Ministry of Magic. And then if they do, mm. then we could do a Ministry of Magic episode. Perf. Yeah. Perf. But Here's I don't know if they will. But that I would want. be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 
picking locks. And during this time, there is a mad dash to gather all of Harry's things that are in his room while the twins get his trunk and other items from the cupboard under the stairs. And then, then they have to pick another lock. Movieism that doesn't happen in the movies. I mean, bookism doesn't. Happen in the movies. <laughs> it's not a bookism. It's canon. <laughs> Book <laughs> This really actually happened, but it's a book. <laughs> I guess I just meant that like it only happened in the I book. got you. I got it. I got it. All right. So um all of Harry's things are now in the car, and just as he's climbing in, Hedwig flips out because he forgets her. How do you figure out your BFF? <sighs> Harry. Gosh, Harry. You I would saw never vegetables together. I would never forget Iggy. <laughs> I would never forget again. I would not forget Fozzie Bear, but he just left us, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Vernon wakes up with a lovely, that ruddy owl and smashes through the door. So then a scuffle happens and Vernon dives at Harry and it says he's bellowing like a bull. He snatches his ankle and he's yelling at Petunia. He's getting away. And so finally Harry slips loose and the car shoots off, quote, towards the moon, which I really like that. Yeah. So God, that'd all- be a cool painting. Sorry. Go no, ahead. it would. <laughs> Just the Ford Anglia like yes. going up. Well, that's actually. I think that that's the cover of the Bloomsbury paperback Chamber of Secrets. Google it. See if it's there. Dear internet. I have it. You do? On Instagram Live, um, Rochelle and Bo said hashtag Hedwig BFF. Yeah, (laughs) but really though. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's not at the moon, but it is the Fort Anglia. Here, I'll show you guys. Yeah, show it to me. All right. Oh, it's very small. Oh, you're showing them and not me? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is... That's when they're flying to Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> story straight. Okay, dear, dear artists who are our listeners, paint it. Yeah. yeah. Please. Paint it, draw it, whatever. I would love to see a picture of the Ford Anglia shooting off in the sky towards the moon. And if you can get the three Dursleys hanging out the window, <sighs> be icing on that cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It would be. Um, all right. So all three Dursleys are hanging out the window. Harry yells, see you next summer. <laughs> Hello, <Peace>. sassy Harry. <laughs> Gosh. And so um, Harry immediately is like, get Hedwood out of her cage. So they pick the lock on the cage. And so for the first time in ages, she's let out of her cage and she's free to fly. And when I was reading that, it almost made me want to cry. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that poor little bird cooped up? And they need to spread those wings. Can you imagine not being able to like stretch your legs? No. You know, that's what I kind of equate that to. And so while they're in the car, Harry fills them in on the situation with Dobby. And we discover that house elves have a magic all of their own. And they usually can't use it without their master's permission. Hmm. That, I mean, imagine the punishment he had to give himself... Didn't he say he had to iron his ear or put shove his ears in the oven or oven something? Door or something I like that. really liked, I don't know if you're going to touch on this, but I really mm. liked um, Fred and George's like assumptions on, hold on, let me find it. Sure. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? 
It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This whole little section is just, like, super involved and, like, there's so much information that gets thrown. There, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, earlier I said, how the heck does Harry still call that place home? Like, you know how it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. he always has to call that place home, otherwise the spell breaks? Right. How had he ever? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Out of habit. <laughs> oh, I put that Fred and George have an interesting take on the whole idea of Dobby coming to Harry. They're like, no, um, I reckon he was sent to stop you. As a joke. As a joke, as a right? Joke. Yeah. So, like, they always think everything is a joke. Yeah, so I put that in here. I said, so since a house elf can't go or, like, do things without master's permission, they automatically assumed that it was a joke mm-hmm. because someone sent the house elf. Mm. I'm just thinking in regards to house elf magical power, how power... I just, like, licked my mic. <laughs> how powerful... Uh, Dobby really is to have pulled himself away without their permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Dobby is... 
I think he's special. A one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. Dobby is certainly special. Because like if you think about it, I really do think a majority of house elves are like winky. Mm. And or creature. You know, I mean they're mm-hmm. they're very loyal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stray from what the tradition is mm-hmm. of like what their role is. Mm-hmm. Um they're just complacent. Yeah, and like Dobby makes me think so like obviously the whole idea of house elves is a parallel in my mind to slavery. Yes. Right. So Dobby to me is kind of like those, he is like those slaves that rebelled, Yeah, you know, like yeah. he brought a voice to it mm-hmm. and he kind of starts it. Well, he was like leading the, uh, leading the charge of the house elves right. and then, you know, um, thinking to the, the final battle and creatures, creatures doing creatures it. jumping. He's got the locket bouncing off his chest and he's like, mm-hmm. do this for Regulus and my master and whatever. Yeah. Um, now and, like, he had a different of, relationship with his right master, but no, I completely get what you're saying. Like he, he's Dobby kind of started like an elf revolution. Rebellion yeah. Or, like yeah, a rebellion. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope that was a literal thing yeah. after afterwards, you know, I would think the house elf rebellion of what? 1998, well, <laughs> 97. Isn't it canon? Sorry. I'm eating ice. Oh my god. Rule number <laughs> one has been broken. <laughs> um, isn't it canon that Hermione does something with SPEW? Yes. Spew, so, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously it starts something. Yeah. Um, ben Prophet on Instagram Live says maybe Draco said something like, I wish Potter wouldn't show up to school this year, and then Dobby used that as permission mm. to prevent Harry from going That's back to school. I can dig that for I can sure. See, and then. Uh, Rachel, I'm sorry, I said your name wrong before. Dobby was really good at finding loopholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. He is, or just fixing things by punishing himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without having to tell them because it's what he would have had to have done anyway. They right. ignored him so much anyway. True. He was he's like an elf Harry. Yeah. All right. Um. So they. So they're like, so this is a joke. Could be a joke, right? And they're like, do you know anybody at school that, you know, doesn't like you? And Harry and Ron are like, oh, yeah, Malfoy. And so they're like, oh, we've heard of not Malfoy, like Lucius Malfoy's son or whatever. So I pulled up a little bit of a fact file on him. And I looked up his name. I looked up the name Lucius, and it's derived from Latin, meaning light. Hmm. I think that that makes a lot of sense, actually. I could not connect that. So fill me in on your thoughts. He has blonde hair. <laughs> There's that. No, but I mean, obviously, obviously he's not a likable character. He is loyal to Voldemort. He offers his home to Voldemort. But there is this odd light in him, even though he obviously is very pro death eater for most of the film like at the end or movie books oh my god i can't talk um that was a megism (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the series him and narcissa Mm -hmm. and draco Mm -hmm. all do kind of turn to the light and it is at the very last minute and it doesn't really um prove that they are good are good Mm. but they don't 
really, in the end, want to stick with Voldemort's ideals. Yeah. Especially, I mean, there's got to be some light in him for Draco to end up the way that he did at the end of the series. I mean, I know I feel a lot of that was Narcissa. Like, yeah. she she obviously showed a love towards him and cared about him enough to go... I think Narcissa changed... Lucius. N- well, I think her thoughts changed once Voldemort put Malfoy up for the yes. task of and I think that taking that out Dumbledore. May have been when Lucius started to change too, because their son was going to die. They did a really good job in the movies portraying this, mm-hmm. where you can just see visually that Lucius is broken God. down. Yeah, I mean he oh, doesn't Jason look put Isaacs. together. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so good. Um, he doesn't look put together. He doesn't look he's himself. Got, like, he's not like I mean. In all the other times you see him, he's very Christine. yes. Mm-hmm. He's groomed. Mm-hmm. He takes pride in the fact that he has money and his he can nose look is this way. His, really yes, high. his nose is always up. But whenever you <laughs> see him in Deathly Hollows, his head is down. His hair is not combed. He doesn't. I, I don't. I don't know. He There's let himself just, go. Yeah. And I think that that is when the light started to come through with him. Okay. And I am by no means Condoning, defending yeah. Yeah. No, I got Lucius you. Malfoy. All right. Because, I mean, he's an idiot. Yes. But I think that that's kind of a play on where his character is potentially going to go. Okay. I can get that. Katie, you had your hand raised. Hannah wanted to know if Malfoy meant something bad, so it might be like bad light. Well, mal means light yeah. or bad. Yeah. I know that the word mal does. Oh, and then some Meg K. Webb said that Malfoy's derived from bad faith. Yeah. So, so maybe he's got conflict. that double part. Yeah. yeah. He, he is a he's conflicted, conflicted character. Yeah. yeah, he's a conflicted character for sure. It might not come in until the end, but right. conflicted is conflicted. I mean, Darth Vader didn't start to change his ideals until he was pretty much dead, so. Right. IJS, guys. <laughs> How much of a sneak peek are you going to give our friends there? Probably. This is about it. <laughs> we love you guys. Deuces. <laughs> Moving on. Mr. Malfoy Sr.'s fact file. Birth year around 1954. Um, wand, 18 inches elm dragon heartstring. After the Battle of the Seven Potters, he began using an unknown wand. It's a big wand. 18 inches? 18. Dang. That's like Hagrid. Well, he always had it in his, like, cane. His walking stick or whatever. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't really ever as obnoxious, I guess, as others. Go tell Marty already fed him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no. All right. He's getting double dins. Double dippings of the kibble. Uh, Houses. <laughs> this would be a good spot for a commercial break. Yeah, commercial break right here. Are you Did he hear you? No. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. No strings. <laughs> Oops. Still taking that commercial break. Also, when did you swear? Like before my summary? Yeah, it was yeah. before the recap. He was about to take down a whole other bowl of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you can put a box trick commercial there. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I put it in an, a note. Okay. All right. All right, ready? Yes. Okay. So Lucius Malfoy's house is obviously Slytherin. Um, they only list his father as parents. Oh. Abraxas Malfoy. That's a cool name. That was pretty cool. Abraxas. I did not look up the meaning of that, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, then it says skilled. It says skilled duelist and potioneer. Wait, Lucius? Yeah. Huh. Duelist, I can understand. Yeah. Potioneer was new to me. Huh. Yeah. Who I knew? Know. I don't know. Who runs in those Slytherins? Hmm. Abraxas was a word of mystic meaning in the system of the Gnostic, but I don't know how to say that. Being there applied to the great Archon. Um, <laughs> I understood all of that. Did An you? ancient nope. charm composed of Greek letters. Originally believed Ooh. to have magical powers and inscribed on amulets, etc. But from the second century AD personified by... Gnostics as a deity. Deity. The source of divine emanations. So it has magical history. Okay. Cool. We'll take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Potioneer, that's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, just throwing this out there as well, like Pottermore's out of nowhere says that Draco's a Legilimens. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I don't know. I'm going to need a little more elaboration on yeah. that. So, yeah, really. Like, would would he have not used that in oh, blood print? If he he would have used it all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Um so Fred claims via Arthur, so he's getting all this info from his dad, that Lucius um was a big supporter of Voldemort and right in his inner circle, and when he disappeared, claimed to have never meant any of it. So imperialist or, you know, whatever kind of lie he said. But I said how right Arthur is and it makes me question how much Arthur knows about Lucius, but has maybe no physical proof of. Oh, yeah. he's got to have all the dirt on him. Well, because like, Arthur always a, says, you know? like, he just would do anything to get him in jail, you know? Yeah, and we cover that, that later. Next yeah, next chapter, actually. Arthur yeah. is Harry and Lucius is Draco. It's like yeah. that kind of relationship. It, kind of. It yeah. is. You're right. Well, because they're about the same age, aren't they? Arthur and Lucius are like similar. I don't know. When was Lucius born? 54. 54. Um, Arthur was born in 50, so. Yeah, they were so really close. They were yeah. at school together. together. Yeah. Interesting. I knew that Lucius was older than like Lily and James. Yeah. So I knew, you know. Mm-hmm. By six years. Yeah. Yeah. But then I wrote, we have plenty of time to chat about Malfoy Sr. Lee. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> you owe me a pop, Kate. Give me a Coke. I love a Coke. Name that movie. Nope. Ooh, if one of our listeners sends me a message and you name that movie, I'll send I'll you a send, can of Coke. We'll, we'll send you something. <laughs> I love a Coke. All right. Um, and then I wrote that we get to meet some new owls. We get to meet Errol, and he's the ancient family owl. And the name Errol um, of English origin means nobleman or leader. But then there's also a Scottish origin, which means to wander. So I wrote what? Hmm. But I would take it as the Scottish origin because I feel like (laughs) Errol, it's not his fault he wanders. He's old. He needs to retire. He's not a leader. Mm, No. But maybe he was. Maybe in a previous owl life. 
And then we meet. Or maybe he's just really old. Well, he is really old. So he's just forgetful. Could be. Wanderer by age. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we meet Hermes, which um, in Greek mythology is the son of Zeus. And what is that? How do you say that? Maya. 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 The messenger of the gods and the god of merchants, thieves, and oratory. He was portrayed as a herald equipped for traveling with broad-brimmed hat, winged shoes, and a winged rod. Makes sense. Very much. I knew who Hermes was, but I just wanted to I get I know it. him from Hercules. Mm-hmm. Oh. I always Let's think of those winged shoes. Goes on a row. Yeah, those too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix now. Just Hercules? So you know. Yep. I know. I've watched it like three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said that seems to be a fitting name for that particular owl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We find out Percy's been sneaky and sending letters all summer, hauled up in his room. Mm. Mm. And Arthur, (laughs) we find out, works in the misuse of Muggle Artifacts office. And so I guess that's why I I put this in here because I wanted to ask it and I didn't want to really save it for lightning bolt round. But I'm asking, how did he know about Harry's incident, like with the pudding and stuff? And then I wrote, is pudding considered to be a Muggle artifact because it's Muggle made? That's a good point. Mm. I because that is a misuse if it lands on a muggle. If you're right. if you're you know charming a cake or a pudding or whatever um, to fall on a muggle, like that would that. be a misuse. Well, I do know that the misuse of Muggle artifacts office shares a floor with the Aurors, but I wonder if it also. I don't shares- think that's. I think that's too little for them to even deal with. Or well, the misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office deals directly with the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. It's a division of the Department of Magical Law okay. Enforcement. So, okay. that's, so probably that's how. how. Okay. I was just wondering. Oh, and then we get a really cool description of some of the things that Arthur goes through at work. So I wanted to read just a little excerpt. The teapot incident is what we will call it. So he's been working overtime for weeks and they ask what happened when a muggle woman bought a teapot and tried to serve her friends. This was funny. Arthur says the teapot went berserk and squirted boiling tea all over the place. And one man ended up in the hospital with the sugar tongs clamped to his nose. (laughs) Oh, I guess Arthur doesn't say this. Somebody else says this. Because it says dad was going still in the car talking about Arthur. we're, We're in the car. Dad was going frantic. It's only him and an old warlock named Perkins in the office. And they had to do memory charms and all sorts of stuff to cover it up. And then I said, we hear about memory charms. Mm hmm. Yeah. Which has a large role in this book. Mm hmm. And um, we also find out that the Weasleys live outside of the village of Ottery St. Catchpole. And I looked it up because I was curious. And Rowling went to university, or if you're from the U.S., we say college, near Ottery St. Mary. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not exactly sure how she came upon Catchpole. But um, she went to school near Ottery St. Mary. I love that she puts little pieces of herself in mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah, really cool. And then we also find out a few other wizarding families live there, like the Fawcett's, the Diggory's, and the Lovegoods. The Lovegoods. Mm-hmm. I Please love them. keep off the dirigible plums. Mm-hmm. True. So we come to the burrow. 
That was a mighty chop. <laughs> Tiffany eating that pizza. I like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> so um, an excerpt from the book on the burrow. I thought it would be good to read like the description of the burrow because I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. It looked as though it had once been a large stone pig pen, but extra rooms had been added here and there until it was several stories high and so crooked it looked as though it were held up by magic, which Harry reminded himself it probably was. Four or five chimneys were perched on top of the red roof. A lopsided sign stuck in the ground near the entrance read the burrow. Around the front door lay a jumble of rubber boots and a very rusty cauldron. Several fat Brown chickens were pecking their way around the yard. Brown. <laughs> I don't know. Brown. <laughs> yes, yes. Tiffany. Hmm. Sometimes the Weasleys get called Weasel. Weasels live in <gasps> burrows. Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> I've been saving that. <laughs> oh my God. Wait till we get to a later part. That's so going to match up. Really? Yep. I'll wait. Okay. In this chapter? Yes. Don't forget oh, okay. it. I will. Okay. I wrote it down. It's- Look at my arms. <laughs> She's really excited. I have like T-Rex arms. I'm so excited. That's okay. so awesome. Carry on. I always so, wonder why it was called that. I know. The Weasleys. Weasels oh. live in burrows. <laughs> He's so excited. I just love these things. So why I love the burrow so much is because I think that it's super relatable to like real life. Like Mm -hmm. whenever you're in the the Dursley's home, it's so cold and unwelcoming. It's like basically from a magazine, right? Like I hate. It's not lived in. Yes. I hate houses that are like that. Mm -hmm. They are cold. They Stark. Yes. In a way. Yeah, they don't feel homey. Mm. They they don't feel lived in, yeah. So the burrow reminds me kind of of like my home growing up and my house currently. Cuz I'm not saying that because I grew up on like a farm cuz they talk about like chickens and pig like a pig pen and that kind of stuff. I'm talking like it never looks pristine. It was totally that's just totally like us. It's messy, it's lived in, it's perfect. And that's how I envision like the whole Weasley household. You know, things are out of place. It's messy but like organized cuz like you know where everything is, but it's all over the place. That to me is like a real house. You know what I mean? I got you. So that's why I love the burrow so much. Um <laughs> Now, Molly obviously sees them land the car. They don't think that she's going to see them land the car. (laughs) Look out. But she is awake and she is on fire and described as a saber-toothed tiger. (laughs) Guys, that rhymed and you messed it up. What What did you say? What did you say? I don't even remember. Oh, my God. I wonder if I was stuck on fire because all I see is her walking out just like (laughs) in my head. like. She's on fire, and she's described as a saber-toothed tiger. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> I was going to say, because she doesn't have red hair, right? She, I was going to say what? she's on fire like all her children. Doesn't Mr. Weasley have the red hair? They she both red do. Hair. I didn't remember if she did or not. Katie. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Who's Harry Potter? I can't even be friends with you. I There's can't be married I'm to not. You. No. Tiffany's <laughs> showing me the door. Divorce. <gasps> Divorce. Right on the podcast. And we'll be back. <laughs> um, Excuse me. We're going to have one of our listeners be like commenting on this episode like, oh my God, I can't believe that one of them didn't know that Mrs. Weasley had red hair. 
Oh, well. Sorry. I love you. I was picturing something else. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) So, obviously, Molly has every right to be, like, really angry at them. Yeah. It's dangerous business. In this room, like, this right here is just, like, perfect. They did it perfectly in the movies. It's just like, bed's empty, no note, car gone, (laughs) could have crashed. I like how she says... Did you care? <laughs> Did you care? She's like care? just speaking in like broken sentences that are still yeah. just stabbing them. But you know what? I bet she had been practicing what she was going to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pacing the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We never had trouble like this from Bill or Charlie or Percy. She'll change her tune about Percy later. But mm. Do you guys think that she was expecting Arthur to be angry? Because, well, he didn't really get angry. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But do you think she was expecting him to, like, just be on her side with this? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> and, then, and then he comes home and he's just like, how'd it go? <laughs> well, she was at, Yeah, she was at least wanting him to, like, hand out some sort of punishment or right. some kind of speech. And, you know, his curiosity Got the best is just, you know, it's too much. <laughs> um. Nope, got it. Okay. So immediately Molly ushers them inside for breakfast, and we get to see the inside of the burrow, which is even more perfect than the description of the outside, in my opinion. I just like, I just love everything about the burrow. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we get to see for the first time the clock, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to read the description of it because I like it. I like it a lot. The clock on the wall opposite him had only one hand and no numbers at all. Now, this is different than how they do it in the movies, isn't it? I don't know. Okay, I'll just keep it. I can't remember. Written around the edge were things like time to make tea, time to feed the chickens, and you're late. So, like, it doesn't say, like, I love how they made it in the movies, how, like, everybody is, like, on a spoon. In peril. Yeah, one. Well, that is on there. Yeah. Because they talk about that in the book later, because, like, when it's war everybody's pointing to in mortal peril in mortal or in mortal danger or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously she doesn't list all of the things on the clock, but yeah. yeah. Books were stacked three deep on the mantelpiece books with titles like charm your own cheese <laughs> enchantment and baking and one minute feasts. It's magic. Oh my God. I wish I know. Um, and unless Harry's ears were deceiving him, the old radio next to the sink had just announced that coming up was Witching Hour with the popular singing sorceress Celestina Warbeck. Hey! I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mrs. Weasley makes sausages for she breakfast. Does. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> and Ginny makes her first appearance and is ridiculously shy around Harry. I think that it's crazy to think like who she turns into later in the books mm-hmm. from like this little... Scared. Glimpse we get of her. Scared little thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Jenny. Right. So after eating, <laughs> the twins want to go back to bed, but Mrs. Weasley puts the kibosh on that pretty quick. And it's time to denome the garden. Who remembers denoming the garden in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the video game? I do. That's I amazing. Don't. I didn't play it. Tiffany needed to play it. Tiffany over here, the gamer, yep. never played Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You know what I was doing? Playing Pokemon. Zelda. Oh, Zelda. <laughs> <And> Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Hey, I was playing Pokemon too, and I still had time. Well, my bad. I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. You like had to 
spin them around and make mm-hmm. them dizzy. And then it was like a contest if you could throw further than Fred or George or Ron. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so this is also our first mention of Lockhart. Mm-hmm. Molly wants to see how Gilderoy would denome the garden in Gilderoy Lockhart's Guide to Household Pests. He has a book for everything. Which is really someone else's guide to household pets because he doesn't know anything. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler Lockhart sucks. They describe him as having wavy blonde hair and bright blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Forget me not blue. Forget me not. But that's coming in the next chapter. (laughs) I liked how it's uh, Harry says in the book that the garden was large, and in Harry's eyes, exactly what a garden should be. The Dursleys wouldn't have liked it because there were plenty of weeds and the grass needed cutting, but there were gnarled trees all around the walls, plants Harry had never seen spilling from every flower bed, and a big green pond full of frogs. And lastly, <laughs> sorry, I'm still getting over this like cold cough thing. Um, I love. Ron's description of muggle garden gnomes. Yeah. He says they are like fat little Santa Clauses with fishing rods. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess I never thought of that. And a lot of them nowadays are mooning you. Yes. What are these gnomes? I don't know. These gnomes are getting really risque. They're just, they just like to, you know, show show it off a little. I don't know. In you reality, got it, flaunt it, right? Am I right? <laughs> they don't got it. <laughs> In reality, actual gnomes have a potato-looking head and are small and leathery-looking and have horny little feet. They sound just disgusting. But I have a question. Is denoming a garden animal cruelty? Nah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> animal cruelty? I guess it's kind of similar to, like, if you were if you had, like, an infestation of... Snakes or something in your garden, Just and you spit had to get in rid some of them. snakes. I mean, I would never touch a snake. Really, they're oh, so no. nice and cute. The Slytherin her greatest little, fear is snakes. Their little eyes and their little tongue. It's like, I think they're cute. They're adorable. Nope. <laughs> Jeez, I hate them. Well, you're not controlling any basilisks anytime soon. Mm-mm. Nope, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I would imagine it to be something like that. Like, I mean, you're going to get rid of pests them. in your... I don't know. You're spinning them around and throwing them you across got, the lawn. You got that big lumpy potato head. In their That's defense, fine. though, they're biting them, too. That's true. That's true. So they're lucky they're not, like, killing them. That's true. That's true. And they like to live there. Yeah, because Mr. Weasley thinks they're funny. Yep. That's such a dad slash Mr. Weasley thing. It is. I bet he tells really good dad jokes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to hear all the Mr. Weasley dad jokes. (laughs) So speaking of, this is when we get to meet him. He's described as a thin man. He has glasses. He's going bald, but the hair that he still has is as as red as any of his children's. And he's wearing long green robes. (laughs) I like that it's mentioned that they're dusty and travel worn because we know that the Weasleys are poor. Yeah. Um, his birthday is February 6, 1950. He's obviously a Gryffindor. His Patronus Hello. is a weasel. Oh. Hello. So I looked up. Which Mrs. Weasley's? I don't know. Maybe it it's also a weasel. 
I looked up what that Patronus might mean, and there was an yeah. article I found just on Tumblr, so I don't know like how credible Tumblr. it is, but it was still kind of cool to read. So it said that they have, the person who has a weasel Patronus usually has a hardworking attitude. Mm-hmm. They're always ready to lend a hand, mm-hmm. and it's likely they enjoy whatever task is at hand. And they often excel in most of what they do, but are always very modest about it. And I thought that fit him very well. That's cute. They don't list one. Dear Joe. That's the second Dear Joe this episode. (sighs) Seriously, tweeter. I bet that it's a weasel, though. Because, like, if you think about it, their relationship and love for each other, I view very similar to, like, James and Lily. How they were just, like, meant to be. Right? Yeah. And James and Lily's Patronus meshed together. What about Ron and Hermione's though? Is there an animal that like well don't dogs like to chase otters? That specific dog. Yeah that's what I'm saying how theirs like have a connection. I wonder if she has anything that has a connection with a weasel or if it's another weasel. That's a good point. Mm. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder. Anybody have any ideas? Uh, What is Ginny's? Isn't it a horse? Oh that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess is kind of similar. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's similar to a stag. Jury's out on Ginny mm. for me. You don't like her? She's not my favorite. She's not my favorite. Either. I really hate movie Ginny. Well, yeah, she's terrible. I love No offense Jenny. to the actress, though. That's right. not her fault. Mm, but is it? Well, <laughs> they gave her like 30 <laughs> lines. They just made her like straight. I don't know. I, I, I can't do it right now. We're not doing movie stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for me to handle. So it listens. I enjoy movie book 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 Ginny the book Meg. is of Ginny that was another the book Megism. is of Ginny <laughs> so his hobbies are studying how the muggle world works and I know we touched a little bit on his job but I, w- I looked at a little bit more yes Ooh, double hands. really quick yeah I view Arthur's love and obsession with muggle artifacts as kind of like a parallel between the fans Obsession with magic. Like, we are yeah. Arthur. Yeah. But, like, opposite. Mm, you know? I got you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a little connection I made. One of my favorite things about Arthur as well is how he mispronounces everything muggle related. And, like, we mispronounce everything wizard related and have to true. figure it out. Very true. Mm-hmm. We are all Arthur. Like, Felitone and Escapators. Oh my God, <laughs> Escapators. I laughed so that hard when I read that again. So he works at the ministry at the Misuse of Muggle Artifacts office. It's just him and an old warlock named Perkins. Why What's is it a called warlock? a warlock? Well, I looked it up. Oh, uh, do tell. And it's kind of interesting. I believe this is from, I don't have like a super credible source. Mm. Or actually, I do. It's, I think it's in, um, what's that book called? Beetle and the Bard. Oh, okay. It's from the story Warlock's Hairy Heart, I believe. <laughs> so it's a very old term. Really, it's just used these days either to describe a wizard of unusually fierce appearance, poor Perkins, or a title denoting particular skill or achievement. So, like, Dumbledore himself was chief warlock of the Wizenmagot. Wizenmagot? Did I say that right? So, it's just like an old word for wizard, Hmm. pretty Hmm. much. So, nothing fancy. It used to be something fancier. It's kind of like BA. Like, 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 if you have that term, you're like a BA. (laughs) Yeah. Bad A double snakes. For yeah, those of you who don't butt. know, bad butt. <laughs> don't know what a that. bad bottom. <laughs> Long bottom. Oh. So, so the 
his office is meant to keep enchanted items out of the hands of muggles. And my, my doc created <laughs> made that mug. <laughs> <laughs> muggles are forever called mugs. I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> it's like no match, the mugs. Out of the hands of mugs. Ron calls it the most boring department. And they also are known to create laws and regulations, and they participate in raids to help capture dark magic items. See, that doesn't seem boring to me. Yeah, that sounds uh-uh. pretty cool. I actually, whenever um, the kids were talking about Arthur in the car and Ron, kind of like made it be known that he thought that his dad's job was boring. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I just put like a little sad face. I'm like, why? His job is cool. I think Ron feels often let down. Yeah. By his dad. And I don't I th- get... I feel like Ron wants to be really, really cool and important. Mm-hmm. And I think he views his dad as, like, not that, which is totally wrong because Arthur's amazing. Oh, right. he's totally awesome. I couldn't see that, though. Yeah. But I just, don't... like, the fact that they're poor and, like, he always gets second into everything. Yeah. He's just kind of let down in well, general mm-hmm. in his eyes, I think. Ron just needs to sort out his priorities. He does. <laughs> Ron will be fine after he saves the Wizarding World with his best friend, Harry. That's true. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> he's kind of a doofus, though, if you count Cursed Child. Well, do we? The awkward uncle. Unfortunately, I do, because they said it's canon. And everything so. you just said is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't, don't hit me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would think that like him and Hermione have to have money, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're loaded. I mean, she's the minister. I, she, yeah, she's bringing so. in banks. So. And he runs the joke shop with George. Mm-hmm. And honestly, though, like that shop has to be banking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Especially after the war. Can you think people like how many people loved Fred? Mm-hmm. They're going to go support George. Mm-hmm. Well, and after that, you need some laughter in your life. Yeah, it's true. So Mr. Weasley is so <coughs> tired from the nine <laughs> raids that he worked overnight. What are you doing? Sorry. Get your hand off my Let belt. it linger. Um, <laughs> or he just has so many children, he doesn't even notice Harry at first. <laughs> uh, I would go with that one. Yeah. Or <laughs> he's Harry too busy. Has dark hair. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's he tired. And he just sits down and puts his head in his hand, you I know, guess that's true. and he's like, oh, nine raids. Nine! nine. <laughs> <laughs> or he's too busy getting yelled at by Mrs. Weasley about the flying car. Mm-hmm. I, I would never work a job that had me work overnights. But he needs got money. seven children. <laughs> I mean, I guess. What are you going to do? There's some crazy teapot going nuts. I also Can't have sugar would. tongs on noses, man. I also <laughs> would not have seven children, so. <laughs> More to love. So it brings up muggle baiting, which I thought was kind of funny. It's really rude of wizards, but mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. But hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, so like the biting kettle or the shrinking door keys. And I wrote... Um, the quote from the book of what he said. So Mr. Weasley says, sell them a key that keeps shrinking to nothing so they can never find it when they need it. Of course, it's very hard to convict anyone because no muggle would admit that their key keeps shrinking. They'll insist they just keep losing it. Bless them. They'll go to any lengths to ignore magic, even if it's staring them in the face. But the, but the things are a lot have taken to enchanting you wouldn't believe. And then there goes Mrs. Weasley. Like cars, for instance. <laughs> Dude, she was oh waiting for an opening. I love her. That argument is 
one of my favorite moments in the entire series. Do you think that it ever got brought up like later in life? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like at any given moment she had like, like cars Arthur. <laughs> and like not only would she bring it up, like I would assume that the kids would bring it up as a joke too. Like, mm. oh, remember that time that yes. you were so mad that we stole the car and then dad thought it was awesome? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're off the hook. Oh, good times. <laughs> so um, Ron takes Harry up to his room, and I think he's very nervous for Harry to see. First, yeah, he's nervous I, to see I the agree. whole house. Yeah. Right. But Harry just loves it. Well, because Ron is so... He's afraid of what people think. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for, though? Like, he's very... Self-conscious. Yeah. Yes. And not that he has a lot of things to be materialistic over, but he is a materialistic person. Yes. Yes. I agree. So nearly everything... Percent. Everything in his room is a violent shade of orange. Violent. Violent. Because he loves the Chudley Cannons. They're even on his bedspread. That's so cute. And I love the description of his room. It said, Ron's school spellbooks were stacked untidily in a corner next to a pile of comics that all seemed to feature the adventure of Martin Miggs, the mad muggle, (laughs) or mug. Ron's magic wand was lying on top of a fish tank full of frog spawn on the windowsill next to his fat gray rat. Like the little eggs or like tadpoles and oh, stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just assuming that his room is like, you know, typical 12 year old boy. Probably, messy. I feel like it smells. But like full of magic things instead of just like. It's probably like our room in college. I feel like it smells like socks. Yeah, that's probably like our room in college. Probably. <laughs> we were gross. Thank God we're not that bad anymore. I am not gross. <laughs> I by no means am going to claim that our room is put together nope but it is not like college <laughs> nope i've just always been a tidy kid i was actually talking to my mom about that the other day she was like you always picked up your stuff and put it away i was like that's right <laughs> that's right mom. that's right so ron's watching harry really nervous and harry just gets his big grin on his face and he says this is the best house i've ever been in mm. and ron's ears went pink pink that was a good bell. Can that I just say, Scabbers, you can suck it. Yep. Yeah, you don't deserve to snooze happily in a pinch of snooze. You don't. Sun. You deserve no snoozes. You deserve snoozes under a dementor. You deserve, oh! <laughs> you deserve snoozes of death. <laughs> I'll go there. That's fine. Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know how to react. Snooze of death. <laughs> it means you die. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Jeez. Are we at our lightning bolt round? We are. I have questions. So do I. Whoa. All right. Katie. Katie. (laughs) I'll try to think of something. All right. Well, I'll go at first then. Okay. Um, How long do you think the lifespan of a house elf is Mm. if they come with old manors and castles? I feel like they're kind of passed down. I think, okay, so I was, I've thought about this before Ah. and we can see at Grimald place that like it is a generational thing because like creatures mom worked for the black family and her head is on the wall. But like how did she have creature? Do like rich families like oh. mate their house elves with other rich Let's families? Let's not house say elves? mate. Let's say breed. <laughs> <laughs> breed. That's not. Are people breeding house elves like they breed dogs? 
that's what I'm kind of thinking. Oh what God. if you really like the, the personality of this house self? Right. And you're like, I want another one of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do they have like two going around cleaning stuff? No, I'm thinking like because you know it's always just creature at Grimald Place and it's always just Dobby at Malfoy Manor. Like they must have bred them with another family's house elf. But when where's the little one running around? What's a baby house elf look like? Oh, I don't know. All these things are terrible. (laughs) God. But I wouldn't think that, like, I don't think that their lifespan is, like... I think it's long. Really? I was going to think think that it's... I think it's abnormal. I think it's longer than, say, a muggle life. Right. I can agree with that. But I don't think that it's going to be, like, thousands of years. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I was going to say, like, 200. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds about right. Yeah. Because we do know that, like, wizards and witches have a little bit of a longer lifespan. Mm -hmm. I think if you have magic, it's automatically just going to be longer. Mm -hmm. Right. Interesting. Assuming you don't know Harry Potter. Then it's very short. Right. Poor went out for Cedric Diggory. <laughs> and everybody else. And all those other people. Um, I never thought of that before. Yeah. It's disturbing. <laughs> the things we talk about. The Black family <laughs> and the Malfoy family. Like, is Dobby related to Creature? I don't know. He could be. No. But, like, what if Dobby's mom bred with one of creatures peeps yeah they could be how self-breeding 101 yeah i'd mm-hmm. like to know more mm-hmm. dear joe dear joe dear hagrid how do you made a house elf <laughs> dear newt scamander yeah there you go <laughs> um i have one more but i will let you go do you have them up mm-hmm. okay what quidditch team would you support talked about this and i can't remember i can't remember either i'm just gonna go with puddlemere united because it's in that song that celestina warbeck sings that's dumbledore's team right united. don't i like I the chose, tornadoes or something yeah. I, I chose like a, an ireland team yeah but i can't remember montrose magpies no i think actually i chose the hollyhead harpies you did because it's an all women's team. Go women. Woo. <laughs> Go women. Girl power. I don't remember. Uh, We're going to take over the world. One Quidditch team at a time. Sorry, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to just skip that? I just can't remember the name of the team. I can't remember all of them. Either. But I think I liked them because of their mascot. I remember talking about it. It was in our Quidditch the just Felix file. It is. So consult that and you'll know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> would you have been mad at your kids for rescuing Harry? Mm, yeah, I, I would feel like Molly does. You know, like she's mad, but she's not mad. Agreed. Like she's she's mad in the way that it happened, but she's really happy Harry's there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what I would think. I agree. Yeah. Um, if you could add something else to the clock, what would you add? Ooh. Oh, that's dumb. That's already going to be on there. I was going to say food time. Food time. <laughs> pizza time. Pizza time. Would you want it specifically to say pizza yes. time? I'd be on it all the time. Um, That's a tough one. It is. It's and I just thought world. of that on the fly. Podcast time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I think it would be really cool if the clock told you like, specifically like now is your time to go and relax 
I was going to say mandatory nap time. Yeah. Yes. Mandatory. mandatory. Just like mandatory relaxation. Yeah. If you don't do it, you get hexed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like video game time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I have one more that I wrote down. Go for it. How much do you think Arthur actually knew but couldn't speak about in regards to Malfoy Sr.? Probably a lot. A lot. I would think that if he works for a division of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement and... He's going to know everything that he did during the first right. war. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to know, yeah, everything that Lucius potentially was guilty for. Mm-hmm. And if he has dark objects, I think that he would be privy to that. Yeah. I also can see him, because he hates him so much, doing a little bit of his own oh, investigation. Oh, outside research. Yeah, just yeah, like poking sure. around, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think the only reason why uh, Malfoy Sr. got off was because of the prestige of the family as well as money? Yes. yes. Do you think he paid it off? Oh, oh yeah. 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 But then I wonder the same, who he had well, to pay. I was going to say, like, at the same time, like, would they do that because... That's Voldemort, dude. <sighs> but you have people who are crappy everywhere. I bet and, he paid for it. Right, but, like, Barty Crouch put his own son in jail. You think he's going to let... He, but he had different... Values. He, yes. had a, he had a backbone. Fudge didn't have a backbone. Was Fudge... Fudge was a minister You mean Lucius? No. Wait, who are you talking I'm about? Say he may have paid off the Minister of Magic. Oh. Mm. Well, but yeah, because you know Lucius and Fudge were, mm-hmm. like, buddy-buddy. But was Fudge minister at the time? I don't know. I don't think he Actually. was. Probably not. I mean, we can look that up. That's in a that's in her ebook. Yeah. I can see him schmoozing whoever it was, though. Yeah, and if you think about it, if those people there's, I'm not trying to speak ill of government, but you have some terrible people in there that will do. Oh yeah, awful in things for country. money for money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So politics is always about money. <sighs> So. Politics. Yep. It's like a curse word. Bleep those. I know. <laughs> Taboo. All right. I have no more questions. I was going to say, what other household pests do you think would be in Lockhart's book? Hmm. Certainly not Cornish pixies. <sighs> well, I don't know. But like, up, that makes sense that they should be. <laughs> I know. But Are they a household pest, though? Yeah, because they have well, to get rid of them. Or doxies. Doxies. Sure. Doxies. Yeah, okay. they get rid of those in Grimald Place. Boggarts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's kind of an evil household pest. Yeah, yeah. Poor Molly, dude. Oh, I can't even. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like little creatures. Rats. Ooh, what about <laughs> rats? rats? Flesh-eating slugs. Yeah. What is that about, though? That's really scary. I didn't like, even think about it till right now. Think about flesh-eating slugs. So were they like leeches? Eating yours or each other's flesh's flesh? <laughs> pets? <laughs> What's happening with these? I don't know. Flesh eating slugs. Scroots. God. No, Less those were created. Scroots. They're not household pets. Yeah. <laughs> Although, knowing Hagrid, he probably lost control of them and they now live everywhere. But, you know, they can survive all clients. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's all I got. Alrighty, Rue. I didn't think of any, sorry. What? Warning. <laughs> I have a recorded fan story to put in. I'm sorry I didn't tell you that. Hey guys, this is Jessica Mosier. 
my part of story is kind of like everyone else's on here. My mom bought me the, the first two books when I was younger. And I never really got into them, so I never finished them. And then about a year later, I think my dad forgot that my mom got me the books. Because he got me the same two. Uh, I decided to give them a try, and I fell in love immediately this time. Uh, I was a huge reader, so every time a new book came out, I read it, you know, front to back before I could sleep. I just had to know what happened. Uh, I love the movies now, but back then I wasn't really into watching TV, so mostly I just fell in love with the books. Uh, in high school and kind of most of my life, I've always kind of felt like an outsider, so I've never, I really felt like a really, really strong connection with Luna and Neville. And I love just being able to escape into the series, and I wish I could go to Hogwarts for real. Um, but the older I get, the more my love for Harry Potter just grows. And I really appreciate this podcast, and thank you for having me. Seriously? All right. Yeah. Go Jessica. Ahead. I mean... I feel like she's kind of like a personal friend of mine, actually. She's in um, the fitness group that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a... Shiku. She's a Phoenix patron, so mm-hmm. we get to see her every month. And so I feel like I have a really strong connect- connection with her. And I I don't know. I love that her dad bought her the books, too. <laughs> Such I a love parent. That's, you know, so I my love, dad would do that. <laughs> I love that, you know, I'm guessing and assuming she's probably close to our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, yes, a lot of people who are our age have a similar Potter story. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah, we do. It was great. very common mm-hmm. to, like, not get into the book right away. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you decide, yeah, I have to read this. And then you read it and, like, you're just obsessed. I really just don't remember how I got the first book. Oh, I do. One day it's going to hit you. I, I really hope it does. I <laughs> yeah. just don't. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember ever being like, oh, I'm not reading that. Right. I was. I was too. about it. I just don't remember. My mom would just tell me over and over. She's like, just read it. Everybody's reading it. I'm like, yeah, mom, everybody's reading it. Because <laughs> you know, that's how I was. I can't be mainstream. <laughs> right. But I have this very vivid memory of taking Sorcerer's Stone to my grandma's house, my Grammy's house. I think I was sleeping over and I read until Keeper of the Keys and then I just put it down. Yep. Yeah. I read the first, what is that, three chapters and I was like, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And I just put the book down. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm I like, never God. I powered through. Like, one more paragraph, Meg. <laughs> one more <laughs> paragraph and you would have been hooked earlier. I don't earlier. remember being that bored with it though. I didn't like, I think I read the first two. I just two think that the first couple chapters. chapters in the first book just kind of drag a little bit. And when you read them again, though, they also, don't. Also, you're a couple time. years older than us. So maybe your attention was just better than mine. Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be. So, I don't know. I do love that Jessica said as she gets older, her love for it only grows. And oh that is God. so true. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was a big fan when I first, like, you know, when my parents took me to see the movie and then finally I dove into the books mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, I was on Christmas break for two and a half weeks. Boom. I'm reading all four of them. Mm-hmm. And I just zoomed through all four in two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. I love everything about Harry Potter. I'm going to go see the movie every week. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. My parents hated it because I made them go see the movie every week. Literally every week <laughs> until it was out of theaters and i'm talking like not just regular theaters i'm talking like the discount 
theater that kept it for months. Went to see it every week. Gosh. So, mind you, that was when the movies were a dollar at that theater. It was the Parma Theater. It was a dollar to go. But, uh, yeah, I I totally agree with that. Like, as I grow older, especially because, like, my parents aren't funding my obsession, I'm funding my obsession. (laughs) So, like, I have, obviously, different priorities with my money than my parents did. Obviously. So I set aside the money to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter how many times a year? Like mm-hmm. I like that is a priority to me. Yeah. And people always I mean, like people at work, people who are just friends of mine who like aren't Harry Potter friends, but just friends. Like they just because <laughs> there's a different class. <laughs> they just true. don't get it. And like not only do I have an obsession with Harry Potter and Universal, but like me and Katie also have this obsession with Disney. And it's like people just don't understand how we go as often as we do. And it's like, well, that's literally just like a priority. It's how you want to spend your time. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like some people go and put their money into, I don't know, stocks and bonds, stuff that isn't Harry Potter. (laughs) And then me and Katie are literally like, oh, do you want to go to this concert? Do you want to go to this? Do you want to go to that? And we're like, no. I'd rather save my money. I would rather save my money and go to Florida mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the obsession's real. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt question. Oh, oh. that. Whoa. Okay, but Take I it back. <laughs> if you could go back in time mm-hmm. to yourself when you were 10 or whenever you picked mm-hmm. up the book, mm-hmm. how would you describe your level of obsession that would be coming in the future? Wait. Like, what? how would you prep your... Like, looking at myself now. Yeah. As like if if I was ten and I saw myself in somebody else, how would I describe that person? Kind of like their level of obsession. No, like what would you tell your child self that your obsession was going to oh. become now? Like kid, you don't even know. You gonna be nuts? <laughs> you want to know what I would tell myself? That is what I asked you. I would. <laughs> I would be like Meg. Save you. your money. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Meg, you tell your parents to buy you all of that early 2000s Harry Potter merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah. That stuff is worth money, first of all. And second of all, it's so cool because it's like the book illustration merchandise, and I love that stuff. Yeah. And I have like none of it, and it's all so expensive on eBay. <laughs> I want it. A real I, th- I think my kid self wouldn't be surprised where I'm at right now. I can agree with that. I, I have agree. always vowed to essentially like never grow up mm-hmm. yeah, because too. I see that it's kind of useless. I see all these people taking everything. I don't know. I, I you can't take things. I'm an adult. Seriously. I'm responsible. I have my own home. I pay my bills. Like you know, I'm a solid human. I teach other little humans for crying out loud. But there is no reason for me to give up whimsy and magic. Yeah. Hashtag solid human. I'm a solid human. No, but I like that a lot. No, I agree. I mean, I don't understand, like, again, people don't get why I want to go to Disney all the time. Or I'm so obsessed with Harry Potter. Like, oh, that's kid stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that's just a passion. That's just a love for something. You can be 27 and still love going to Walt Disney World. It's okay. 
Yeah. You can still love reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone over again. I will still dress up and hold a wand and shout spells. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. Yeah. I don't care how much you judge me. I'm and guess what? It. When I have kids, I'm going to do that with them. Yep. Because I don't want to be that parent that doesn't want to do that with them. Like, oh, no, like that's kid stuff. No, that's people stuff. I do it with my kid. It's people stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get it. Absolutely. Like, I hate the parents that are like, oh, I hate going to Disney World. It's just kid rides. It's like, no, I'm 27. I love the Winnie the Pooh ride. It's okay. (laughs) You can love the Winnie the Pooh ride. You know that you do. Just admit it. It's freaking adorable. She's on a soapbox, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've ranted for like a half hour. Step off. (laughs) I'm going to talk about social media. There it is. (laughs) There's your transition. Oh, it's a beautiful Jessica, transition. thank you for your story. Thank you. <laughs> Look what you inspired. Jeez. Shout out to all of the adult kids out there listening. There, hey, I got it. SpongeBob? I, I got to tell you, though, yes. if you were to take a poll of Potter fans, I guarantee oh. you're going to get more adults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get kids. Just well, because it's our generation. Yep. I'm not going to go on another rant. So, guys, make sure that you join our Facebook group to use for discussion on each episode. We love chatting with everybody on there. And also make sure that you like our page to get all of the latest info on when things are released and any news that we have to bring you. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content and other surprises. Sweet surprises. <laughs> our bow truckle and higher patrons get access to the Felix Files. Felix Files. We bring you a special Patreon-only podcast every other week. It is released on Wednesdays, every other Wednesday. Our Phoenix-level patrons also join us for a monthly Google Hangout, which is always a blast, and they get to be a guest on the Felix Files. So if any of that sounds at all fun or interesting, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. It helps us to be able to afford equipment to make us better and monthly fees to keep the podcast going. Mm-hmm. Yup. Mm-hmm. All right, friends, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Just call me. Smell like uh, chocolate.